Peace, everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of the Water Podcast. My name is Daniel. I bought my brother on here, uh, rapper, poet, model, or whatever. <laughs> uh, my guy, D Rivers. What's good, brother? What's happening, man? How you feeling? I'm good, bro. I'm cool, glad to be cool, a part cool. of this. Appreciate cool. you having me. We didn't quite connect on that dap, but uh, the echo might have came through. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> But for sure, man. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Uh, it, this is a different platform a little bit because I interviewed you for the blog. Yes, yes. But did. this is kind of different. You know what I mean? Because yeah. this is just like, I don't know. There's a lot less editing involved and a lot more just like real time. Right. I, uh, it feels like it. It feels like it. But it's cool though. You know what I mean? Because we we on the red wine. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? So and the wine uh, sipping. You, you know? more so than me. I'm on the yerba mate, so I can stay up. But. <laughs> It's, um, it's gonna hit me a little bit. No worries. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> know myself. I don't know what thirty four does to my body, but bruh. Something happened. <laughs> something happened, dog. I feel you. But um but yeah, man, we, 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 we talk all the time. There's many different things we can talk about, but um with this platform for myself at least, I wanted to kind of explore maybe not unconventional topics but topics i don't personally see talked about a whole lot enough okay so for us like you know when we talked before we kind of are similar in the sense that we kind of like came into our own a little bit later than it's subjective but i i would say a little bit later than most other people (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but i'd agree with you on that so like we had we had our little glow-ups or whatever but they just it just just took some time yeah a little delay you know yeah um, so I wanted to talk to you specifically about that okay. and just, and just kind of, uh, just kind of bounce our experiences and, yeah, for sure. and see how much time it takes to talk about it. You <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I guess like, so for me, right. When I think about the glow up, there's like the external, obviously where like you're taking care of your physical, mm-hmm. you're working out. You might got a skincare routine, right. however that looks like, whatever. Eating right, yeah. Yeah, whatever takes you from like, you know, and sometimes you just, you know, as an adolescent, you just not fully formed yet. You're not fully developed. Yeah. My ears used to stick out when I was younger, so I used to get <laughs> joked, but my head kind of grew into them, you know what I mean? So like, the, Dude, I had a big head when I was younger, man. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there's like the physical, but then there's also kind of like the internal, where you kind of like, you do the inner work, you fighting off demons, mm-hmm. you learn to love yourself. Right. Um, how would you define kind of like the glow up in general? Um, I'd agree with you for the most part. Um, you know, when I hear that term, I think of the physical aspect of it, first and foremost. Um, you know, that finding yourself physically like with your sense of style um just your your body makeup you know are you you got muscles do you, do you look in the mirror are you happy with what you see um and then also spinning off of that would come like the attention you know from from women sure. um i think that 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 plays a part in the physical aspect and then secondary is obviously the internal part you know the self-respect the self-esteem the pride um the confidence you carry yourself with and then you know with life in general man like we deal with a lot and um learning how to juggle those those things that we deal with those demons like you said and just like um just finding yourself your identity and then that that actually impacts the physical you know um i guess display of that confidence so that's how i would you know define the glow up for sure true 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 
Um, do you feel like so we kind of differentiated the internal and external a little bit? Do you feel like evolving or maturing and one before the other has an effect mm-hmm. on your development or or like yeah? Do you, yeah. I just leave it there? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I would say so for myself. Um, I would say when when I realized like my physical glow up was taking place. Um, it it impacted me internally. Uh, after that, yeah, I would say like, cause growing up, you know, I wasn't like the most, you know, physically like uh, built guy, or you know, I didn't have the, the the style that a lot of other guys in school had, and because of that, um, you know, I, I didn't have that internal confidence, that self esteem wasn't there. So, for me, growing up, you know, um, you know, taking notice of people in the school and just you know paying attention to different outlets learning about fashion and style and uh also you know learning how to to work out and take care of myself physically um when i started to make leaps and bounds in in those areas um i I instantly noticed an improvement internally so i would say for me it was first physical and then the internal part got realized after that true so how were you then like practically right so were you like during those years were you like shy like how did you interact with i guess we'll keep it physical for now how did you interact with like girls back then that uh, yeah, for me it was it was almost non-existent honestly um you know i in school like growing up you know i i saw who the, the attractive women were you know and i would just admire them from afar wouldn't really I didn't really have the confidence to approach um that was that was definitely a struggle for me and it and it stemmed from you know not thinking I was the most attractive dude and um that affected my ability to like come out of a shell and just feel comfortable with just putting myself out there so um you know it for me I was more reserved definitely introverted um to the max and um you know elementary middle high school those those years i didn't really put myself out there enough to really get experience with um approaching women and just like getting that confidence because i wasn't confident in myself externally so um i was very very shy um and i was always nervous like and always thinking about like okay how 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 is she looking at me like what do i look like in her eyes or i would just automatically psych myself out in, in many cases to where I would be like, well, nah, she's not checking for me. I, I'm not her type, things of that nature. So, you know, I missed out on those those chances and those, you know, those rejections that every guy goes through at some point. But for me, I just wanted to avoid the rejection and therefore it kept me like, kept me bottled in. So the reserve nature I had and the shyness um, definitely um, didn't allow me to, to um, I guess, have the the interactions with the women that I obviously definitely wanted at that at that age. So, yeah, I would say that. You know what's crazy for me? So, like, I was in private school, elementary, for elementary. Um, but then middle and high school, for some reason, was different. And then I was also, like, I had gained weight around that time, too. And so, like, I was kind of a chubby kid. Mm-hmm. In public school, when I needed the shape the most, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> yeah. it was like... And so I had, like, homies from the neighborhood, and, like, they would joke and stuff, but I hadn't 
really built up this self-confidence otherwise mm-hmm. to to not internalize that yeah and so like i took i kind of like took it to heart you know what i mean yeah. like when they joked with me and that kind of like affected my image and like, i'm not mad at it like jokes are jokes right and you know ultimately like i kind of built up the the joking you know gene so also and started yeah. cooking niggas myself you Bro, know what you, mean? <laughs> but uh <laughs> shortage of that with you that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean like during like during the middle school and high school years i was like i was my senior year I was not. I was like runner runner up for most bashful, my senior year. Really? Yeah, most bashful, most bashful, like crazy, right? Wow. And you know, it's funny because when I realized it and kind of looked back at it with a sober view of it, like I probably could have sort of gotten. I think I actually kind of got the attention that I sought, but I didn't see it that way at the time. Okay. It was just sort of like from like a fantasy standpoint if that makes sense yeah. because like for me it was like even though it was attention it couldn't possibly be real because i'm me and they're mm-hmm. them yep I you know what i mean with that too man so it was like kind of crazy and, and then like for me also i was a people pleaser and so like internally it was just my time was just so much of my time was dedicated to like who people think i should be and like gotcha. you know what i mean and um, I genuinely didn't feel like I was like attractive until maybe like twenty one. Twenty one. Wow. And so, That's what crazy. happened was I, like I said, I was a chubby kid growing up, and then I lost some weight in college and I gained it back because Virginia Tech food was fire. <laughs> Ain't mad at it, man. <laughs> hey, that's the college is doing it right, Donnie wise. <laughs> right. And then I went back to. Uh, I went back home for my sophomore year, went to TCC, Mm -hmm. and uh, I lost a bunch of weight, and I came back, and then uh, the person I was dating, uh, my ex would just kind of, like, tell me that I was, like, attractive, like, basically, and she was beautiful, yeah, you know what I mean, and so when you hear from somebody like her, then it's like, okay maybe maybe there's something to yeah, that start feeling differently yep yeah but like you know i didn't even really approach women up to that point so i i fumbled many a bag bro like <laughs> i would be approached by like alpha women and stuff like that yeah. but i never did anything right i got you wow that's that's crazy because i was on the opposite end of the spectrum for me i was super skinny yeah you know scrawny kid you know no type of muscle you know mass whatsoever and um it wasn't until i got to 11th grade took a weightlifting class i'm around a bunch of football players basketball players and i'm looking around like you know these guys are these guys are like ripped you know i'm trying to i'm trying to get to that level because they just carried themselves with a with a confidence that i think had to do with a lot with you know how they looked and um so i'm in that weightlifting class no prior experience with lifting weights working out so I know nothing. And I'm in there like, you know, learning from them, getting more comfortable, you know, um, doing certain exercises. And then I'm starting to see results. And then from that, started to stem some confidence. I'm like, yo, this is, this is, this is incredible. Like, um, if I just stick with this, I can, I can feel better about myself physically. So that weightlifting class kind of was the introduction to um, 
a lane that I had not been a part of before. And, um, you know, I started seeing results, starting to get more confident, looking in the mirror, I'm like noticing changes. And then, you know, going to college a couple years later, that's when I really got involved in weightlifting and going to the gym like every day with my friends. And uh, after doing that, you know, started to get even bulkier and uh, started to get some looks and, you know, get some attention from women at ODU. And uh, from that point on, that that building on that progress, it started to shape, you know, my, my sense of self-esteem more and more. So, you know, I'd say around age 20, 2021 was was when it kind of happened for me as well. True. Um yeah, and, f- and for the and for the listeners, this nigga got like three percent body fat. Uh, you know what I mean? This nigga, go. he leaning the milk, y'all. Like that shit crazy. <laughs> but I no, ain't never taking my body fat percentage. I got no clue. I feel like it's double that, but you know, I'm, I'm trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's dope, though. So, would you say 2021? Would you say that's around the time you noticed like your the, the inner shift also? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, internally, like, C20, that was probably junior year of college. And, um, yeah, because, I, you know, I started, I started to, to go out with girls, you know, um, started to get familiar with dating in general. And, um, you know, started getting compliments from women that, you know, three, four years prior, I could have never imagined getting looks from, you know, you know, so it was... It was definitely a thing that started to reaffirm to myself that okay, I'm making the, the 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 changes externally, physically, and now I'm starting to feel more confident. Um, you know, from the attention, like, you know, you don't want to feel like okay, I need attention from people to feel good about myself, but the reality was I needed that um, because I hadn't had that prior. That's real. So, um, you know, it was it was a process I was really open about and welcoming. Um, and you know, from there, I'd say it just it just took off. True. So it sounds like kind of like the for you the external changes fueled the internal. Yes. Yeah, and definitely. so they kind of happened around the same time. Yes. Pretty much. So yeah. it's kind of hand in hand for you. Yep. See, for me, my external, like I said, like after I like, you know what I mean, lost the weight back and started looking myself. That was kind of like the physical, but it still wasn't kind of like, it was still kind of fraudulent because the internal for me hadn't happened for a minute. And that didn't come till later in my 20s where I was kind of put in a position where I was forced to do the inner work Mm -hmm. and kind of confront who I was up to that point. And I really had to come to a a point of like a, a love for self before I could really like grasps like kind of put it together yeah i get what you know what i mean yeah um but back to you so 2021 there's this inner shift Mm -hmm. within Derek rivers how does that change how you like interacted with women at that point you say you started going out but you know yeah it was it was more so you know the college scene you know you're on campus um you meet up with a girl you know one weekend, you know, you're on campus going to parties or something, and y'all happen to link up. Um, that's that's more so the kind of dating it was. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to court her, you know, I'm going to pick her up, and we're going to go out to eat or do something, go to the movies. Um, so 
the shift internally was um, it wasn't as substantial as the one I dealt with or experienced later in life. Um, it was just mainly scratching the surface of what could be. And um, at 20 and 21, like, you know, recognizing, you know, the, the changes physically, um, you know, coming into my own that way. And just, I started to, I guess, feel more comfortable approaching women. So, you know, with that physical, uh, you know, uh, I guess redesign of my body, um, you know, I started to put myself out there more um, and <clears throat> started to approach women who I wouldn't before. And um, wasn't always successful. You know, I got rejected, got turned down uh, numerous times. But with that practice came the, the, the confidence to be like, okay, I can do this. You know, and I don't necessarily uh, fear the rejection aspect of it as much as I did, you know, in my uh, adolescent years where I wouldn't even put myself out there. I would just stay in my little box. So at that age, 20 and 21, I, I kind of broke out of that box a little bit. And I have to say, man, I attribute a lot of it to the guys that I met at ODU. Um, they just had this free spirit, this like overwhelming, overflowing self-confidence of just being themselves. You know, they'd go around campus, you know, we'd be together just walking and they would do the most random stuff like yell or, or scream or just laugh loudly. And I started to take notice of that and see like, man, these guys, these guys are confident. Like they're, they're not afraid to be themselves. Let me, let me work on that. So that's where the work really began to, um, to kind of be okay with people looking at you weird or, or laughing at you. And from that stemmed off, you know, the, the confidence to approach women. So, um, yeah, that, that was where that, that shift kind of began to happen. Um, but it didn't get to the level I wanted to be at until later in life. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, when I got divorced, I was 29. And so, okay. You know, we're talking, like I said, I didn't really approach prior to being married. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 29, I felt like a fish out of water because I'm in DC area at that point. Right. And like I had built my identity around like the married couples I was friends with. Yeah. And, or like the singles that kind of existed in the married space. In relationships. Know? Right. Somehow, yeah. Right. And so, you know, I kind of like the dust kind of settles and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, this is foreign, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't really, I kind of felt like, so at 29, you kind of realize like, okay, people are, people are grown. Like this is not going to be like it was in high school or college. Like nobody's going to just like show up. Yeah. They might, but like odds are against it. it. Rarely happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like nobody's going to just show up. So like I have to, if, if I want to, live a life that I want to live I have to like do something on my own right and so the job I was at a few of my co-workers at the time shout out to them they're listening um they basically made me create a tinder profile <laughs> more or less and so they were just kind of like I think the deal was they they picked the pictures and I write the bio 
Because okay. they, they, they trusted my ability to sell myself written, but right. my picture selection be shoddy, I guess. Shoddy, I don't know. Still is to this day. <laughs> to this day. Um, so, so anyway, they made one. And so um, that kind of gave me a visual of like who I attract at that yeah. point. Yeah, that's and like, way. yeah. And so now you know how it is on these apps, right? Like, a lot of L's came Tell me about came it. from that. So, um, but and some of them were worse than others, and like some of them you just kind of like game is a game. Some yeah. of them you kind of like, I really like that one. Yeah, it hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But with each of those was kind of like a lesson learned. The harder ones, and kind of like the the quick hitter L's, I guess, and being ghosted, <laughs> kind of. You you can do one of two things. You can either like not try anymore, or you can just kind of like sink, or you can kind of like. And obviously, there's other factors working into this, like like you, or you can like love yourself. Is what I was gonna say. Right. And obviously, a lot of other things. Like I didn't like learn to love myself from taking L's on a dating app. That wasn't like the only factor. Yeah. But they began to sort of like there were less of them. And I sort of started to realize what was worth my time. And so they kind of bounced off me more, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point. Yeah, it toughens you up, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Able to take those L's a little bit easier. Yeah. And so at that point, I can I can shoot shots because if if the shots don't, don't land, then it's not personal to me. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm not take internalizing them. them. Yep. That's that's tough, man. Taking the personal aspect out of a rejection or an L, man. It is. It is. Early on, man, dating app experience. I would agree with you, man. Like those those L's hit the chest like a little bit differently, man, than yeah. they do now. And to be clear, I'm not I'm I need, I'm not even like completely out of that yet because like there's still those instances where I'm like really invested, right? And even like you can tell me to my face that. It's not you, it's, you know, whatever. Yep. But I'm going to find a way for it, like, I want to find a way for it to be about me. To rationalize And it. then I got to fight myself <laughs> from what I found. It'd be like, no, you found this, but, like, bro, it's not, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, there was nothing more you could do. You did your best in that, in that yeah. moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's hard, though. <laughs> that's a struggle, you know I mean? man. So, how do you feel, like, kind of being sort of a late bloomer? in a sense how has it affected you like now mm-hmm. well now <clears throat> now I, i'll be honest with you man i have a um i don't give a fuck attitude more so now than i ever have and uh that that came with time it, it took a while to get to this point um i've i've suffered a lot of l's on the dating apps uh you know seeing myself and what i will say is that um the older I've gotten, um, the less, you know, attached to the matches or, you know, the, the ones that I've, you know, encountered or, or met that I have. Um, and there have been a couple where, you know, I've met them, you know, we've gone out a few times, things seem like they were going well. And then all of a sudden, you know, I stopped hearing from them. Um, you know, the classic case of ghosting, you know, that's, that's what, that's what rules society these days it seems like um 
But um, at this point in life, I'm at a place where I'm, you know, so like happy with who I am and I love myself. Um, I can honestly and truly say I love myself. I love who I am internally, first and foremost. Um, that shift of valuing who I am internally more than externally, that that comes with maturity, that comes with, you know, experiences. And I'm at a place now where like, look, if if you don't like me, if you don't rock with me, cool. You're you're not you're not for me. You're not the one that that I need to be, you know, you know, spending time on. So um I have this ability to move on and like uh my bounce back game man, I tell you it's strong right now. I, and it's truly a great feeling, man, because I trust in the process, I trust in who I am, I trust in how I present myself to the world and, and to women and you know in the dating uh scene and um with that confidence has come more success i will honestly say um you know i'm still a single guy you know i'm still you know waiting to meet that person where i really you know vibe and connect with but um yeah i'm just i'm just so you know at peace with when things don't work out because i just look at it as a learning experience i can always take something from any situation, good or bad. And, um, you know, I just I just keep it pushing, you know. Like, I wish I could pinpoint exactly when I learned this lesson, but I think what was big for me, for my internal growth process was, as it pertains to interpersonal, you know, relationships in general, but also, like, with the opposite sex, just sort of, like, realizing that at the end of the day, like, I'm not really entitled to their space mm. or their time. Wow. And, That's like, powerful there. Uh, it's rough, but it's kind of sobering. And, and like, I'm an emotional person. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. So, a lot of times, like, even if I know this, uh, like, my logic got to catch up and, like, remind me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that camp that comes <laughs> secondary, yeah. a little late. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, like, if I were to answer my own question about how being a late bloomer has affected me now, like, I used to look at things like, I guess when I'm, like, kind of vibing low, I would say, Mm -hmm. I would look at, you know, you kind of replace scenarios in your head, right, of, like, times where you might, for me, where I, like, might have fumbled, like, blatant fumble. Yeah. And, like, man, I could have had... You know what I mean? Exactly. You can get you can easily get caught in that, but these days I I try to think more along the lines of those were lessons that got me to where I am now. Exactly. And where I am now exactly where I should be. Yes. That's and that's true. That's something that if you asked me like a year ago, like if we if we recorded this like a year ago, I might not be able to say two years ago definitely wouldn't be able to say. Mm. Um, cause, uh, you know, the passes can be hard to shake. Talk um, about it, man. So, so yeah, just, I guess, yeah, that would be kind of like my answer to my own question. Oh, that's real, man. You know, uh, one thing I'd like to add is that like, I'd say I used to care more about, um, how people perceive me. Like I wanted people to see me in a certain light and, um, with my, you know, dating life specifically, like I noticed things about myself in my early to early to mid twenties where I would 
try to say certain things to manipulate a certain outcome, like to get a certain reaction, you know, from the woman, um, to kind of dictate the direction in which I wanted things to head with, with said girl. And, um, I was honestly compromising my self identity to elicit, um, an attraction from someone that would not have been organic or authentic, you know? Um, so I had to learn like, you know, just be myself to the max and whoever's going to receive that and respond to it, that that's, that's good. So for sure, for sure. So, um, the transition a little bit, right? So we talked about the internal and I kind of want to transition with you about this because we see the same person but uh because you know you're you're in therapy i'm also in therapy correct and so like how long have you been in therapy total uh, i'd say i'd say it's been about eight to nine years total okay um it started when i was at, at odu um i had a, a therapist at the time who i was seeing uh on the regular um for consistently for a few years and um now uh, I just started seeing a, another therapist about about a year ago, um, so about eight to nine years total. Yeah, I've been in therapy. Gotcha. And have you talked with? I guess let's just keep it with the this one from the year. I guess. Okay. It could apply to your previous ones as well. But have you talked to a therapist about like any of this that we're talking about now? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it in order to like to move on and to heal and to grow into who I, you know, am working towards becoming, you know, I kinda had to revisit those those previous days and some old demons um that honestly I hadn't fully addressed and fully worked out and, and overcome. So um, you know, I had to had to turn the pages of the book back a little bit, um, you know, to even reopen some some wounds um, from previous experiences just to be as transparent as possible um, especially with my therapist now she's 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 such a great listener and um, she she knows how to pose certain questions to me that make me think like wow I didn't look at it from that vantage point and her perspective is is welcome because um, you know I don't have all the answers and I'm still figuring out this this thing on a daily basis, man. Like we all are, um, you know. Life life can get overwhelming. So, um, yeah, I've talked to her about, you know, growing up, the struggles I had internally, um, how they were affected by how I viewed myself physically, and um, the different, you know, um, dating experiences I've had growing up, and just how I've approached social relationships um, as a young until now. Um, and just looking in the mirror and being honest with her because, you know, I can't, I can't lie to her, man. She's, she's there to help. And, and when I realized that, um, it just made things a lot easier to just to face. And, um, you know, I had to come clean, not be in denial, look in the mirror and, and own up to my mistakes, uh, my shortcomings and the areas that I really need to strengthen. So, yeah, man, I, I've laid it all out to her. Definitely. Yeah. I I feel like for me, I started going back recently, 
you know, as you know, yeah, but for yeah. people listening, I started going back recently, and for me, it was sort of a thing where, you know, like, we can look at situations and, you know what I mean, and kind of like, can, we can critique situations and critique people. Yep. Uh, but for me, I had to realize, like, I came to a point, but it was like, what makes me think that I'm processing things correctly without you know, with without a context. Like, if, if my only context is myself, like, on one hand, everything that we need is already inside of us. But on another hand, mm. yes, it's like, that can kind of entangle you. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of how, for me, that's how my arrogance can show up. And so I was like, man, I gotta, I can't, like, worst case scenario, she confirms that I'm correct. Best case scenario, <laughs> um, like, you know, maybe I'm not correct and I have a second perspective. Right. She opens your eyes up to things. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing me, I might even disagree with her perspective, but at least I got another one. <laughs> hey, man, you're opinionated, man. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been super helpful to have like a second and with, with no investment too. Yeah. You know, because it's easy to talk to people that I like. I can't summon a stranger, right? You know, and be like, "Hey, man, let me open my life up to you." <laughs> and then when you, you know, when you open up to the homies or to you know to someone who loves you, right? They might have a biased perspective, yeah, and so exactly. you know that that third unbiased third party is key. Feel me? It's necessary. It yeah. really is, man. Um, because, like you said, like we can get caught up in, in thinking that our way of thinking, you know, our perspective is, is just, and is always accurate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes we got to step outside of ourselves and allow someone else to, to bring something new to us. So for sure. What would you think? What would you say is like the biggest thing that you've learned in therapy? It could be about yourself. Could be a life lesson. Mm -hmm. Could be a mantra that you recite to yourself every day, <laughs> like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah got a couple of things actually um first and foremost uh i'll say i've learned to not be so hard on myself um you know i'm i'm someone that's always i have an analytical mind i weigh pros and cons i look at myself uh a lot very self introspective individual and um i get in my own head a lot of times and that's been a I don't know if it's been a problem, but it's been an impediment for sure in my my development um, and growth in life in general. Um, you know, I'm I expect a lot from myself. Um, I have high expectations uh, because you know I I was raised to 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 think highly of myself, and I feel like the mistakes I've made in life I have kind of held them over my own head in a sense. And they have impacted my decision making um, and my willingness to to uh, immerse myself into the new experiences. So, you know, one thing my therapist has, has, has shown me is that, look, Derek, you're you've come a long way. Look at how far you've come. Look at the progress you've made. Um, and you're still here. You're still standing. And I can tell that you have a, a newfound kind of confidence in yourself that you didn't have before and um, give yourself a pat on the back um, because 
there's many people who have not had the ability to continue pushing forward and overcome, you know, you know, past shortcomings. So first and foremost, I'd say, yes, not be so hard on myself, you know, give myself some credit, um, celebrate my own progress more um, and not not denigrate myself, you know, not um, question myself and, and be like, man, why'd you do that, man? You were stupid. That was dumb. Because, you know, continuous, continuously doing that, you can get in this cycle of of uh, of bashing yourself. And that's that's not good. So um, that's number one. Uh, number two, I would say that I've learned is that I shouldn't I shouldn't try as hard, you know, with trying to to make certain things happen because you know, I got to stay true to myself. And that's one thing my therapist has, has shared with me is that you are enough, you're worthy, um, you are a special individual, um, you have a lot to offer. So trust in that more and, and just believe that, you know, the right people are going to come into your life. Uh, the right partner is going to come into your life. And when they see the fabric of your character, they're going to be like, man, you know, I, I want this person in my life, whether it be a friend, um, whether it be, you know, co-workers that, you know, end up turning into friends potentially, or whether it be a, a woman who who sees the value in you. And, um, you know, that that that's really stuck out to me um, from our sessions. Um, so, yeah, I, I say those two things are the most important things I've learned. For sure. And two things that from what you said that stuck out to me was one, the self-talk, so important. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, like, I can, I can have like a hundred, I have 200 thoughts in my head, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Throughout the day. And like, 150 of them might be like putting myself down if I feel like I fell short or something. Yes. Even if like, the other 50 is still, you know, like me building myself back up, I'm still like X amount in the hole. Is that imbalance? It's yeah. imbalance. So like <laughs> being able to like have that positive affirmation for yourself is key. It is. But also definitely for people that's been in your life, whether it's a therapist or uh, whether it's like the homies, like and when they notice the growth, like you know it's real when you, know you don't it. have to point it out. Exactly. That's such a good feeling because that's kind of what you know after you know being through my own storm storms really <laughs> and like kind of hearing affirmation from people that was kind of in the trenches with me and just sort of like just like your therapist told you like seeing where like look at look at where you are now mm -hmm. and like I, I don't have that time in with that therapist yeah. yet but you know i look forward to even like growth is never ending right and it's ideally always. so you know what i mean so i'm looking forward to that as well but no man it's huge and like working on yourself is just it's it's hard but it's, it's like hard. so worth it feel me i think it's the most rewarding um process we'll go through in life honestly man like yeah you know um the, the various adventures we may take um you know in life uh you know whether it be traveling or you know exposing yourself to to, to new uh you know uh I guess daring things those are all cool but you know we're our own uh therapists you know most times 
you know, because, you know, on a day-to-day basis, who do we spend the most time with? That's ourself. Yeah. So we owe it to ourselves to, you know, work on that, that self-discovery. And For sure. For sure. And, like, it's beautiful within ourselves, too, and to, to see that because, like, the price goes up when you do that. You know what I mean? And I don't <laughs> mean does, that in, man. like, a cocky way, but when I say the price, I mean, like, you realize what is, like, worth your time. Like, for me, like, exactly. now, like, in running a business or something, or in, like, you know, I if if I don't think it's worth my time, I'm going to outsource it. Yeah. But in, in life, if I don't think it's worth my time, I'm just not going to fuck with it. Like, it's not going to You know what I mean? Man. Like, it's not worth my time. It's not. And then you also know, like, you 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 understand what you're worth also. And so, like, whether you, whether you write it off, like, from the beginning mm-hmm. or you kind of see signs and you have to write something off later on in the road yeah you know once you realize that it's just it's just such a a beautiful thing to fall in love with yourself mm-hmm. and Preach. watch your own price increase Preach, man. you know what i mean oh, you're so right so right um but other than that man i think i don't know i think we i don't got anything else to talk about <laughs> but uh do you want to do you have any other thoughts? So you want to tell the the people what you what you working on? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess one final thought I, I have on this on this whole topic is uh, that it's um, I would say I'm not a I'm not a life coach, I'm not a motivational speaker, but if I could offer some um, some insight or or advice to people, it would be to um, don't allow falling more in, in love with yourself to get old. Um, because every day, you know, we, we learn about ourselves. We we find what we're willing to put up with and, and tolerate what we want out of life, um, what's right for us, what's not. So with that ongoing process, it's, it's, it's inevitable that we're going to f- fall more in love with ourselves. And that process should not be one that, that, that gets old, that you, you know, become... Um, you know, reaching a point where you're just like, okay, I'm I'm satisfied with where I'm at. I, I've reached the the pinnacle of 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 self love of self esteem. No, um, we'll never reach that point. Um, it's okay to be a work in progress, and we should just appreciate and, and love the journey. So um, that that would be my final thought on that topic. Um, in terms of projects I'm working on. Um, still in my music bag um actually working on a, on a new single um haven't recorded it yet but it's it's on the way uh you know the the creative process i will say uh with music is it, it's it's fun it's definitely fun and um being someone that loves to write um just finding new ways to challenge myself uh with melodies and hooks um and just overall themes of songs um it's it's a fun experience and I can say I'm finding myself more and more through music. So, um, working on more music, uh, and, um, may potentially have some, some other, um, artistic endeavors, uh, in the works, but I have to iron those out. But as of right now, yeah, just, just more music for sure. What's up? Well, amen. Um, like I said, I don't have much else, but, while you was talking, I poured some some red wine, some back on the wine. So so cheers to self growth together. Yes, sir. Together, um, man. 
before you drinking now, but before I drink mine, I just want to say, you know what I mean? When I've known you for, well, I met you five years ago, five but um, we really didn't like get to know each other until basically you showed 20, up at the dojo in 2017. 2017, yep. And we went to to Miami. Yes. That was kind of when we first started getting to know each that other, was. man. Yep. And, you know, I for sure noticed growth. And you since then, and appreciate so it's been it's been beautiful to watch, man. And appreciate you, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm just glad to be on the path with with other niggas that that are committed to that growth, man, and committed to to seeing like to being there for for the homies. Yeah, you know. And so, dog, it's a yeah, it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. And likewise, man, I I and I don't think I've ever seen uh, such an amount of growth in someone in a short amount of time that we've known each other. Oh man. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been a joy to witness. Um, and I feel like we've helped elevate each other in For many sure. ways. For and, sure. um, you know, I look forward to, to that process continuing. Respect. Well, that, that means a lot for real. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. But, uh, with that, man, I think we can call it. Um, uh, yeah, man. Love you, dog. Love you too, bro. For sure. Always. In the podcast strong, in the dap strong. Yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> got to. Y'all, y'all heard that shit that time. <laughs> but no, that's it, though. We out. The connection that we have right here, not even laced. It could make this bond more clear. more clear. I want you to have my last name. You can even keep yours. Hyphenate the damn thing. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. It's the same. It's the same. If you right by my side, I win every day. day, day. Luckiest man in the entire world. Hoping my L O V E makes some toes curl. Come on, come on.